Welcome to Unfederated, a podcast for freelancers hosted by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but have found a way to make a living doing what they love. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> uh, my Siri just responded. <laughs> oh, no. How's Siri doing? <laughs> she, she said, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Man, she's just never wanted in a conversation. Yeah, like, and and she doesn't respond most of the time when I do. <laughs> I am asking her questions, so that's how that works. She's just reporting back, like on the <laughs> the toilet paper conversation you had, where then all of a sudden you started getting advertisements for better toilet paper. Uh huh. That's Siri. That's got Siri's fingerprints all over it. Y- you suspect. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how's your week going? Um, great. I have no complaints. Weather is perfect. Nice. Nice. Um, this is about the, this is about the time of year. I'm really envious of Denver weather, I think, because it's still humid, um, in the South. And I feel like you guys are probably, um, kind of starting to turn the corner into fall a little before us. Yes, this is true. I also really like how you're not pronouncing the H's on words. Humid. <laughs> Humid. Uh-huh. That's a cool new affectation. Um, and I approve. Um, so, yeah, we, we have fall-like weather right now. It's a little hotter, but there's still the fall, like the way things smell is kind of autumn-y. Yeah. Yeah. We we had a morning like that a couple of days ago, and we went for a family walk, which we do sometimes in the mornings, and we were just like, Oh man, it smells like fall. I love that. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I've bought like no fewer than 30 candles that promised me they would smell like fall. <laughs> and they did not. <laughs> None of them did. Yeah. Why did I buy them anyways? I don't know. That's a different different question. But yeah, yeah they were not appropriately advertised. Ask Siri, what candles smell like fall? <laughs> then maybe she can report back. Um, so, sorry. Hey, hey Siri. <laughs> What candles smell like fall? This will be good. Mm, top, top scented soy candles for fall. Huh. 2018. All right. Boom. All right. I'm, I'm holding her accountable for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. That's really useful. I'm surprised being such a data security person that you have Siri going all the time. That seems not like you. So Siri, in theory, is way mm. more secure than all the other listening dinguses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, the that's the pro. The con is that ninety uh, percent of the time she has no idea what she's doing. Yeah. Um, okay. So more yeah. secure. Yeah. And well, so that probably parlays into our topic, mm, yeah. which is mm. hardware and software that we use. You, I assume, use Siri to do most of the work that you do <laughs> for clients. <laughs> yes. No. No, I don't. I don't really. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we so we've gotten some, uh, like occasionally we get a question about what kind of hardware we use, what kind of software we use for various things. And we've talked about it in different through different lenses, like the money episode, what have you. So we thought we'd just do like a little mini series uh, about three three topics: one, the hardware we use; two, the software we use; and three, any special stuff we use when we travel or we're uh, we're working on the road, working remotely. And so uh, it's a mini series that probably won't be chronological in order. <laughs> we'll probably break it up a little bit, but um, today is the first, uh, of which, and we thought we'd just talk about, uh, any of the hardware or physical devices that we use to, um, make our jobs a little better. Indeed. And you, you know, as with many things are more of a technophile person than I am. So what do you use? Like, tell, don't even tell me like what you bought initially. Cause I think this is a possibly a valuable topic for people who are going out on their own initially, um, because you think, what do I need to buy? And you don't want to overbuy things because you haven't made any money yet. But it's also good just because you don't want to be inefficient. So if you've already bought everything and you have a system, hopefully listening to the way other people do things can give you an idea for one way to do it better. Also, maybe if you're a listener and you think, why are you still using that? You could tell us and we can get better. Mm-hmm. But Rob, like when you wake up in the morning, just walk me through your routine and the hardware that you use mm. to be you in a day, a day in the life of Rob. Well, it starts 
It starts with my beloved coffee maker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I eat the same breakfast every morning um, yes. and, ha- and have for like uh, four or five years. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so sad. Um, that sounds so sad. That's where you're it's getting. Like, I'm yep. sad. At, I eat the same breakfast. Every morning. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. <laughs> um, it's like uh, Steve Jobs wore the same shirt every day. It's, it's sure. like that, but for food. For picky eaters. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's probably more what it has to do with anything, but yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyways, as, as it relates to work, I do, I do really love my coffee maker though. That, that probably, that probably belongs. What is it? Here. Give it a shout out. Uh, I'm looking it up on Amazon right now. Cause, uh, it's, it, it deserves some attention. Uh, I use coffee. a Breville espresso machine for um, the morning, which is great because espresso has less caffeine in it than drip coffee. I didn't know that. So, yeah, it's a, an underknown fact. And so you have an espresso like uh, with it's an Americano espresso and water. And then it's the equivalent of like a fourth a cup of coffee or something. And that just gets me going. And then I can slide into work and get an actual coffee. Yeah. So we... Um... Uh, I could, we could spend a whole episode on my weird dietary habits, which would lose all of our listeners. <laughs> but, Unless they were in the mental health space, and then they would just be fascinated and hooked for life. <laughs> mm, I see. I see what you did there. Um, no, we we don't uh, drink caffeine in our house, um, and have it for probably maybe six or seven years. So mm. um, our big challenge is finding. Uh, decaf coffee that's any good, yeah. um, specifically whole bean decaf coffee. So we've really struggled to, to do that and have found some finally that um, is pretty, pretty legit. Um, that's awesome. But which now I've got to look up, uh, got to look up the coffee that we, uh, I know that we make to give that a shout out. Um, so yeah, so we have a uh, Bonavita um, drip coffee maker. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, I guess, I think it's supposed to emulate the pour over. A, a little bit more than your typical coffee maker. Yeah. And it's been awesome. Like we really like it. It looks like there's a new version. I'll, I'll include, um, links, uh, to all of the stuff we're going to talk about today in the show notes. But, um, so it's been great and it makes about eight cups, which is, is just my wife and I. So it's like a good amount. And, um, then the kicking horse whole bean decaf, uh, we get on Amazon. It's a, a Canadian company, I think. And it's far and away the best whole bean decaf we have found. So uh, it is. That's a, that's a niche uh, requirement. But yeah, you went all the way to Canada and found it. That's yeah. That's, really it's, cool. You know, it's it's been an international search. Um, <laughs> Many countries are considered. <laughs> uh-huh. all, all of them that were on Amazon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's where it starts. Um, it starts there. Uh, no, but uh, when I get to the office, um I did. Did you want to include where we started when we first start, like the equipment we used when we first started, and we've adapted over time, or just jump to what we're using now? Well, what are you using now, and then how did you get there? Yeah, fair enough. Um, so right now, I actually have an iMac desktop, twenty-seven oh. inch, um, the the bigger of the two uh, iMacs, and so it's it's kind of funny because for. Uh, I mean, gosh, for like the last eight or nine years, I've always had, um, like a MacBook laptop, yeah, uh, like a Mac- MacBook pro. Uh, and I've always operated on some sort of like external monitor setup. Um, hmm. and, and so normally I've had like multiple external monitors and I have this, like, uh, my wife calls it a space station yeah, kind of setup, um, where I plug in and everything's great. And, um, but I've always been in situations where I've like, you know, I'd grab my laptop and go to meetings and stuff. And, and now I, I don't have that as much. Um, yeah. I, I meet uh, online with most of my clients by the phone or, or screen share. Yeah. And so I was like, well, why don't, you know, I'm having to, there's like hassles. I don't know. Do you, you do an external, external monitor, right? Oh yeah. I have a space station for yeah. sure. Everywhere. And for whatever reason, like with, with Max and, and, you know, I'm sure other computers are better or worse at this, but like sometimes I'll plug it in and it like won't work or all my windows in weird places, or, you, you know, if you're using a external like trackpad or keyboard, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you 
unplug and replug, it's like some, there's always something lost, you know, like it, it degrades a little bit every time you, you have to dock and undock. So, um, I kind of had the realization, I was like, I should just get, uh, you know, get a, a big screen desktop and just have one big screen. And the iMac is so large that I can actually do like split screen, full screen windows, if that makes sense. So like, um, I often have two, like, uh, two browsers open side by side. And so I, I have like, you know, full screen, one thing and full screen, another, but the screen's so large that I can see them both at the same time. So I don't need multiple monitors point. B. Yeah. So I've divorced myself from all of the weird docking and undocking stuff. Did you initially have that? I mean, I, I'm surprised by that because it's, you know, like a desktop basically. So what other value does that bring over a laptop? Yeah. So when I first started, um, I got a MacBook pro cause I was just like, Oh, this is what, you know, uh, I'm familiar with. I also had the expectation that I was going to, um, spend some amount of time at some of my local clients offices, um, for regular meetings or working in their space, uh, regularly. And, and so the laptop made sense from those perspectives. And I um, think I alluded to this on a previous show, but like I, that just didn't really, they didn't really care. <laughs> you know, it wasn't really like a value thing. It was just like a, who's this weird guy in our office thing. And, <laughs> and so, you know, I would much rather work from home and that's obviously a lot more convenient for me. So um, I kind of diverged from that plan uh, pretty early on. So I, I made the MacBook work for a, uh, a season. Like I was like, Oh, this is probably not the smartest decision. I should have gotten a desktop, even though that, you know, seemed weird on the front end. Um, but then over time I realized like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't need to be mobile. So I don't, I don't need the mobility of a, of a laptop really. So, um, to, to answer your question, I, I get a, a bigger, larger screen. I don't have to worry with battery issues. Um, there's not like a charging and uncharging kind of thing. If you leave laptops plugged in all the time, it, it really degrades the life of your battery. So, um, one of the, the struggles I had with my MacBook pro is like constantly having to remember to unplug it at nights and stuff so that the battery could, could, you know, uh, dissipate and run down. Could you put it on a Wemo switch? Yeah. So I, I could have, and I, I know some people that have, have approached it. Um, in a similar way, like have like a little timer so that the power cuts off to it at certain times. Um, there's, uh, a piece of software that we can talk about in a different show that helps you manage your battery health, uh, for Mac. And, and so I had that and it would like prompt me, uh, periodically to unplug, but with the new MacBook pros, the port to charge it is the same port for the external monitor. So like I couldn't like the only way to let it run out uh, was to like completely undock it and just use it with a little, you know, 13 yeah. screen. Um, and for a lot of what I do, I really need a little bit more screen real estate than that. So, so anyways, all of that led me to, you know, I, um, I have a standing desk. I, I had my laptop up on like a, a stand so that it was all ergonomic and the screen was at eye level and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I realized that I could just simplify so much of that with, um, with just a desktop and probably get a little bit stronger, more powerful computer, uh, too, which is great. Do you still use your standing desk? I do. Yeah. 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 I've, um, I don't know if you have this or not, but our family has a history of, of, uh, jiggly leg syndrome. Like you can't sit still have to have to always be. I do not have that. <laughs> I do. I'm yeah. actually, I'm saying that I'm noticing, I'm just sitting here like bouncing my legs up and down. As yeah. we talk. Um, and so for that reason, I struggle to sit still and, and the standing desk is like, um, great for that. Cause I can, I get antsy and it allows me to, stay at my desk a little bit more and not feel like such a lug. That's awesome. I have a, like, I have a very desk, you know, a oh, yeah. Yeah. desk, um, that I bought back when I was at, I don't know, one of the firms I was at. And, um, it's the kind that, you know, goes down and then goes up. You, you just push it and pull it and it, it adjusts. But, um, I'm at it right now sitting, which I think I don't, 
I don't think I've like made it stand up in like a year. So Oh yeah. It's just like a five hundred dollar like just uh nothing. It's just nothing. But um well I guess it like you know, it, there's two levels, so it kind of divides things up. It's aesthetically pleasing. But um yeah, that's not my jam. It, but I it is taller, so I do use like a stool and kind of perch. That's my situation so it sits on top of a real desk right do you have that one or do you have like the full yeah i have the one that sits on top of a real desk but um at the office i'm first of all not at the office a ton i try to like yeah be at the office when i'm doing work in no other time so um at the office i don't have any any kind of standing desk component but at my home office which is where i am now I have the very desk, but it's partially that it's not on a desk. It's on like a tall cabinet that I happen to have. Um, so it's already really tall. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I were to like make it taller, it would be hitting the ceiling. So I don't know. I'm not using it well. I know that much. I do have the like pressure thing because if you have a standing desk, you're supposed to have the ergonomic mat to stand on. Yeah, sure. And that's a thing for me because I have um, bum ankles and stuff. So I try to stand on that it, it, the once a year that I actually stand and do work. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I've always thought, well, the very desk thing, I've always kind of felt like wouldn't be super suitable to my space station because I yeah. needed the whole thing to go up and down. Um, but yeah, is it uh, when you do stand, it's comfortable? Like you've, it's it's been a good solution for you when yeah when you're doing that. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice because there's two levels to it, so the whole thing goes up and down, and you have like I don't know um how to describe it but you know like my external monitor is on it and my laptop and my mouse pad and my mouse and i don't know the the all of the different things are all lined up um so it would be fine to use um in your case but you just keep like a standing desk permanently you don't have like a adjustment yeah so mine mine the whole thing goes up and down it's like the hydraulic oh. deal um, yeah. oh you're so fancy yeah and so, um, that part's nice. And so I'll, I'll just, I'll start to get antsy and just raise the thing up. And especially if I'm like worked up about something, you know, Yeah. and, uh, then when I get tired, usually later in the week, especially I'll, I'll spend more time sitting down so I can kind of bounce up and down. One thing I, um, much like the, the desktop was kind of a, like if I hit some revenue goals for my business, I'm going to get this for myself kind of thing. Um, I have a similar, like, uh, I spent all of my money on the desk and I don't really have a chair <laughs> that's like, uh, <laughs> suitable. So I had this stool that I will sit at when I play guitar, like it has no back. It's just like, it's like this little tiny stool. Yeah. And, um, so that's, that's what I've used for, uh, a chair and it's not padded. <laughs> it's like a real awkward height. <laughs> and so, so you have like the least ergonomic chair ever. It's yeah. causing your back problems that you're addressing with the standing desk. <laughs> yeah. A lot of what I've attempted to achieve has been undone by the stool. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's my end of the year uh, prize for me. If I finish Ooh. strong, I'm going to get myself a, a decent chair. Uh, treat yourself. That's right. <laughs> You don't want to be too comfortable because then you're just going to sit the whole time. You know, you got to. Yeah, maybe that's my issue. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. (laughs) I should just put some gravel on this seat and then I'd use my standing desk all the time. (laughs) Um, So you get to your desk, you use your. um, So if you use a desktop, what are you using uh, when you go elsewhere to work? Um, I still use, I've got my old MacBook Pro. Okay. That is still in the rotation. Um, I also, I probably use it about 20% of the time I'm on the go. Okay. And then 80% of the time I'm on the go, I actually have an iPad pro, a 10.5 inch iPad pro. Yeah. Um, with a keyboard and the keyboard case, the fancy case that Apple makes with the keyboard built into it. And it's been great. I had an old iPad air two before that and never really found a spot for it. Like, you know, I had it. Yeah. The cool iPads, but like, I, you know, it never was like a, a super integral part of anything I'm doing. And, um, I think the iPad pro, the one I have now is better for two reasons. One, the 
external keyboard is, is really nice to have. Um, mm-hmm. it just makes it a little bit more of like a, a legit way to write in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, uh, this time around I got one with a cellular card. And so it's because I mean, almost exclusively for those two reasons, I take it a lot to client meetings, um, because I can take notes really easily. And with the cellular card, there's not like a, I need Wi-Fi or I need to ask for the guest Wi-Fi. Yeah. Nothing I'm doing is like data intensive. I'm just, you know, it's just note capture. And so it's just a really convenient, you know, like when you walk into an office instead of your like leather folio, and like <laughs> your briefcase, um, it's, I, I can just grab it and go and then I have access to just about everything I need. But then it's, it's not like a real daunting, like sit down at the table and flip up your, your big laptop yeah. and feel like you're grilling somebody and, and, um, I don't know. It just feels more casual. I have found, so I also got the, the iPad pro with, um, keyboard and I have been having a little bit of trouble lately fitting it into the rotation just because I haven't been traveling or meeting with people. Mm-hmm. But like historically I have found iPads to be way less obstructive when you're, um, meeting with somebody, you know, like almost to the point of just, writing on a, a notepad, which is totally acceptable and everyone feels good about. But yeah, if you open up, because I'm a lawyer, right? Lawyers all use PCs and and the laptops that I was issued at every single one of my jobs were these enormous PCs that you had to like, uh-huh. you know, move the button over to like actually open. <laughs> There's a million components. They all had huge disk drives and weighed a thousand pounds and Actually opening one of those up when you're interviewing somebody about something important to them is kind of a jerk move, you know, (laughs) even though it's really helpful to, to be able to type your notes and things, it just comes, it just puts like a big barrier between you and them. So the iPad is better for that. In my opinion, I totally agree. Yeah. I've, I've found it to be oddly good for like sharing stuff too in meetings. Cause I can, yeah. I can pull something up. I can really like pinch to zoom kind of really yeah. easily if it's a graph or if it's a, you know, a website or something like I, it's just really easy to kind of flip it around and show everyone like I'm yeah. doing a whole Vanna white thing with my hands right now. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's just kind of easy from that perspective too, which is just kind of nice because you're not having to worry about like, you know, getting this, getting your screen shared with some sort of projector or something like that. Ooh, yeah. You know, it just seems to be pretty flexible from all of those perspectives. So, um, so yeah, those are, those are the three, um, uh, what, what about the phone? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, those are the three big, like, uh, computery devices, but the phone would be absolutely probably should be in that conversation too. Um, I have an iPhone seven, uh, currently, mm-hmm. uh, I opted to not upgrade for the eight or the 10, um, this last go around, which is unusual for me. Cause I'm usually a, uh, upgrade every, every time kind of guy. Truth. I can attest to that. Yep. Um, I like it. Uh, especially when I get to write off the purchase as a business, uh, expense, um, which like that should be a point, right? All of this, if you are listening to this should be a business expense that you put on, hopefully your business, uh, debit or credit card, and then you track and, um, get favorable tax treatment on. Yeah. If you're not doing that, you're, you're just throwing money away. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of nice cause I, I often will, um, kind of go through this gyration of buying stuff with pre-tax money. Uh, money in my business account, um, see money episode. Um, and, and then I, then when I pay myself for the every two weeks or whatever, I, I deduct that out and, and the way it all washes out from my business budget to my, our personal budget is that it just, it feels like magic to me. I don't know. It's just like, Oh yeah, I'm getting this thing for X percent less. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, like I'm doing my, you know, evil layer laugh. I was thinking, I mean, that is such a hard balance to to find, too, because it, it is so awesome. And you can buy all of this equipment to be as efficient as you possibly can. But, like, you also have to balance that with not buying stuff. You're keeping your overhead low, generally. And, mm-hmm. and so it's always, 
I don't know which side we should really even encourage because I think, you know, if, if it's holding you back, you should upgrade your equipment. But at the same time, you know, don't just upgrade your equipment when, you know, when it's not necessarily going to make you more productive. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're still spending money. That, that part, that part is true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it, it can be a little bit of a reward system for, for hitting goals and productivity, which is nice. Um, and when you are using it for work, it's nice to be able to get the benefit of, for me, I've been doing side work for a number of years, but, um, haven't necessarily been doing it at a level that requires filing taxes and keeping my expenses separate and all that kind of stuff. And so when I, when I hit that level, I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is great that all of a sudden now this is, you know, tax deductible purchases. So, which it could have been before too, um, to, to the point of if you're, if you're side hustling, like that's one good way to utilize a low income side hustle is by (laughs) papering it such that you get to write things off. Um, I'm standing now. I, I made my dust dollar. So can you tell? Oh, nice. Real, real time follow up. Do do I seem more engaged? More alert, healthier. You sound healthier. Yeah, yeah. Does my back seem like it's in better shape? Uh huh. Cool. Um. So I have a I have a cough button on my mic when we record. I you know if I need to take a sip of water or something, I I hit it, mute myself. And so occasionally when all we're recording, I will mute myself and raise my thing up and down because <laughs> I I figure you could probably hear it through the microphone if I didn't. So, um, yeah, that makes total sense. Now don't mute it and be like every listener stand. <laughs> this uh, yes. is your cue. <laughs> Rise up with us. <laughs> yeah. It's a movement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, the, the phone is a big piece of it. And I think, um, from, I, I think we'll cover a lot of apps that are super beneficial, um, in, in that, but I think the, in, in a previous or in a future episode, but I think from a hardware component, one of the really nice things about having the phone always around is, um, from work perspective is ability to enter tasks as they come to mind. Like I rarely remember something I need to do while I'm at my desk. It's almost always, uh, when I'm in the car or, you know, when I, when I disengage my mind. And so, um, more than anything from work perspective is just wonderful to have, to be able to grab that and do some sort of quick, you know, add it to your, your task management program. And then, um, and feel like you're making progress even, even though you're not working. That's a good point. And the seamlessness. I mean, from my perspective, uh, going out on my own was so liberating (laughs) because uh, all of a sudden um, I wasn't having to use like WordPerfect or uh, lawyers have these things called document management systems. So every document that you open, you have to go through like the most archaic, it almost is Microsoft DOS looking (laughs) system to open that particular version of the document and then save it to the document management system. They're they're genuinely the worst thing you've ever seen. And at least at every firm I was at, there were, I'm sure that there's some better solution somewhere, but they only work with PCs. And so you're dealing with these PCs and these, like I'm, my keyboards have always been so dirty. Like they're so gross. (laughs) Like at every law firm I've been at, at some point I've like, you know, turned just the proper old school keyboard, like upside down and shaken it. And like all of these crumbs fall out. It's disgusting. (laughs) And there's no good way to really like clean them. Um, But that's fine. You just call IT and you're like, I broke my keyboard. (laughs) And then they give you another one. But half the time they're used and they're full of other people's crumbs. And it's just gross and so yeah um being able to use a a mac and because i always had an iphone so having something that talked to the iphone was nice and then um getting to reevaluate everything I use. Like I, my first step was I got a MacBook air cause it's so lightweight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes still I put my, um, purse on where it is a backpack because of the scooter might've mentioned it mm-hmm. <laughs> before I ride a scooter. And so I put it on my backpack and sometimes I'm like, is my computer even in there? <laughs> I get all nervous. Um, but yeah, it's just such a difference. I mean, I even, I like at 24 years old traveled for work with one of those rolly bags 
um, just like a classic, like non-traditional grad student, you know, like rolly bag with all of the files and the folios and a 35 pound laptop with the, the, you know, like two cords that weigh 10 pounds each. Um, so it's just awesome to have a MacBook Air and mm-hmm. I get to use all the Mac stuff that I already liked from my phone. There's nothing like the prestige of being an attorney and getting to walk around with a rolly bag. <laughs> Business. It was, I mean, I was like, you know me. Yeah, it was uh, It was awful. And they give you them. They're like, here's your rolly bag because all, <laughs> we just gave you a laptop that weighs a million pounds. So obviously you have to use this. And I tried so hard for years not to use it because like Pride. I want to be a fashionable young woman. Yeah. And then you're just like worn out because it costs so much. It's just so much. Yeah. So then you roll around with it. And everybody, I used to defend doctors. And when I would go to their offices... Um, people always thought I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. This this huge rolly bag behind me. That's funny. Yeah. I I was going to go with like, um, uh, stewardess, like, uh, totally. Yeah. Like a flight attendant. Yeah. 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 It was that kind of like the way more beaten down. (laughs) (laughs) Overworked. Yeah. Hands are covered in like pen ink (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so now i feel much more streamlined and i mean usually when i reevaluate what um equipment i'm using is when i'm about to have an important meeting with clients and i think like how does this come across to them because i do think that that matters you know i think people prefer to sit down with a lawyer who seems like they're using appropriate technology versus using a super archaic like uh, full of crumbs <laughs> uh-huh. laptop. Um, and usually that is when I realize that the screen protector on my iPhone is like horribly broken <laughs> and then go try to like get that replaced <laughs> because I don't want to look like somebody who can't keep their stuff uh, in good condition. I, I love the notion of you staying there in the meeting at a big boardroom and then the fan of your laptop kicks <laughs> off and starts, starts running and it's kind of yeah. making like a little bit of a clicking noise because there's crumbs and junk in there. Uh, you know, yes. we've been there. Yes, that was real. That happened, but nobody understood or cared at the firms of that. Now it just, it would be so embarrassing to me, especially because I, you know, a lot of my clients are more technologically savvy i don't know what these people think when they go to big firms these like uh tech forward clients Mm -hmm. um a lot of them i work with and i know that they use proper you know am law top 20 firms and i know that those firms use these old as heck dells and i wonder what they think when they roll in (laughs) and they see their lawyers with those yeah yeah um talk a little bit about the transition from so one thing i have the transition from corporate hardware world to do-it-yourself hardware world. Um, From my perspective, the last couple of places I've worked, worked, I've been in, I've had control over uh, not necessarily what, you know, laptop I bought or had, but like Mm. there wasn't like a bunch of restrictions on what kind of software I could have on it. There wasn't like, there's some flexibility. Like if I wanted a PC, I could get a PC. If I wanted a Mac, I could get a Mac. Um, and and you went from like super lockdown it staff, Oh yeah, come help me install this thing to now you're just kind of rolling your own. Yeah. So, I mean, I used to get very angry because, um, like I don't, I don't love, uh, senseless parameters Uh and, um, you you might have both. Yeah. That's why we're all here. Uh And um, there was, for instance, that document management system I told you about. Um, It's a real hassle. All firms that I know of that are big use them. Um, But uh, to shortcut it, a lot of times it's a lot easier to just save stuff in the interim to your desktop and then just pull it into an email and send it. And at the firm, one of the firms I worked at, they had that locked down. Like you were not physically capable of dragging and dropping a file from your desktop into an email. Uh You had to go like attach document and then navigate through that dumb little thing to find it. And it sucked. 
It was so annoying. <laughs> and um, I like chased it all the way up to some VP of something. And they were like, no, that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, so then everybody is just going around it by Gmailing themselves stuff, you know, yeah. which is like defeat probably their whole purpose. Yeah, totally <laughs> the problem with that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the uh, the freedom to choose what to use and how to use it is amazing, super daunting. Um, and I think a lot of lawyers probably have a lot harder time with that um, because we just always have IT come in. Like you walk into day one and you've got your all your stuff. You're, you've got your rolly bag with your you know firm gear and your pens and pencils, and you've got your laptop all set up with your name on it and um and for me i and it's shocking to you brother but i for a lawyer am much more technologically capable than my peers mm-hmm. um so i've been able to navigate that a lot better like i don't feel the the need for an it person except for every now and then i do like when i deleted the profile associated with my like microsoft outlook and <laughs> lost my mind <laughs> And there's no person, you know, I, I need to find, if you're freelancing, you should find somebody, you know, like a Mac. I know that right near my office, there's a Mac cafe. Um, so probably build a relationship with somebody where if you do something like that, just silly and software oriented, you can like walk in with your laptop and say, help me (laughs) immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, also tidbit, if you do find somebody who will work with your stuff, um, usually they'll they'll expedite you above everyone else if you pay them more. <laughs> yes. It's like pseudo bribing, but I've had a lot of success being like three days, huh? So what do I need to do to make it top of the list? What is a hundred dollars to Yeah. <laughs> I really genuinely have had success doing that. So because you know, if you're a lawyer and you're you're something happens to your laptop and you have a pressing issue, it's worth it. And you're used to having an IT department that had like an on call person twenty four seven. Yeah. So. And and a couple of spare laptops probably too, right? Yes. Like in oh, this yeah. case you're just down. Like, yeah, you know, it's like a whole thing. You're either gonna do that, or you're gonna be at the Mac store, being like, you know, like doing your work from one of their their sample laptops. <laughs> um, and they're like, "Ma'am, ma'am." <laughs> um, so the only trick is, of course, is a lot of the IT departments control a lot of security stuff, and uh, data security is really interesting and really important. And so you have to find ways of researching and implementing your own safeguards. So yeah. That's totally true. I'm I'm reminded we had a um one of the agencies I worked for was in the same building as an accounting firm. And so we were on uh just the same physical wires in the wall. Sure. And so the um accounting firm's IT department ruled our uh infrastructure because of security reasons. Uh, some of which I'm, I'm air quoting security reasons, by the way. Okay. I kind of heard it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, some of which I felt like was a little embellished for their own, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so we had a because of that, we had a system in place where we could not email files larger than five megabytes. And as a creative agency, that's insane. (laughs) Sending files and photos back and forth all the time. It was like so limiting and they refused to, you know, up it. And we're like, you know, G suite gives you 20 megs and bigger than that. If you upload it to Google drive. Yeah. And so like I went through the process of trying to convince that whole infrastructure into allowing our one part of it to use, uh, you know, Google apps is what it was called at the time or G suite. Yeah. And it was like, it was the same, like all the way up to the vice president kind of thing. Yeah. Just so that we could all do our job a little better, you know? Yeah. Well, Um, and like, I guess there's benefits of that, right? Because you you walk into a, when you have a traditional employer, you might walk into a situation where you have archaic uh, equipment and absurdly constrictive um, or constricting like uh, security safeguards. And then when you're out on your own, you're like, I can buy whatever I want. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you can also, you know, run your business with using password as your password for everything. <laughs> and, uh-huh. You know, you don't have any pushback on that. So you have to be your own police, which is not always easy for people. That's totally true. 
Um, one thing when we were talking earlier about uh, phones uh, that I wanted to mention, I just uh, came to mind is that there's actually this, this uh, episode is actually uh, well-timed because the Apple event is coming up on September 12th. So not long after this episode airs and that's the big event in the fall that they do every September where they announce the new iPhones and a lot of that kind of stuff. And so for someone like me, that's usually upgrading. Um, I'm, I'm not, um, not uncommonly the person that wakes up at four o'clock in the morning so that I can order the iPhone so that I can be, <laughs> I can get it in the mail on day one, you know, the first day it delivers. Yeah. And, um, so that creates a, an opportunity like a, you know it's already a fun thing that's kind of a one of those rewards for for me of like you know I want to make sure that I hit these goals cuz I want to you know buy a new work a phone with work money quote unquote work money totally. uh, in September and so I've, I've been super jazzed about that um but then you you create in in that whole arena as you mentioned without having an IT person the need for security to fall on you but also like, what do you do with old devices? Like yeah, old I have two. <laughs> I now have the iPhone 10 or whatever with uh-huh. the face ID. It's very annoying. Um, and because uh, I did the face read when I wasn't wearing makeup and now when I <laughs> or when I was <laughs> and now when I'm not, it's like, who are you? And it's just <laughs> infinitely insulting. <laughs> but um, I never sold my old phones. So I have like two iPhone eights or something sitting in a drawer. So what can I do with that? Yeah. So I'll, I'll throw out a suggestion um, and I'll, I'll put a link for a company in the show notes called Gazelle. Um, Gazelle actually buys used electronics, especially phones and tablets. It's kind of their sweet spot. And what's really nice about them, uh, probably three things. Um, one is that you can sell it yourself somewhere else. And it usually involves going and meeting some stranger somewhere in a parking lot. And (laughs) I mean, honestly, the Craigslist or Facebook marketplace, like if it's someone, you know, great. If it's someone you don't, it's a little sketch because, you know, I mean, a used device is a few hundred dollars still. Right. So you're, you're, you're exchanging some serious money in a way that like makes everyone a little, a little bit more on edge. Um, I'm just the last time I did that, I made you go with me to pick something up <laughs> and we, totally we, true. Had, we had to go to the Harley Davidson to wait for this guy who had a dreadlock mohawk. Uh-huh. Um, that's how he described himself. He was like, just look for the guy with the dreadlock mohawk. And we, <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, this should be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you don't have a brother to go with you. <laughs> yes. So gazelle is kind of nice because instead of doing that, Thing, which is certainly an option. Um, you can go in and you put some details uh, about your equipment on their site and they'll instantly give you a quote of what they will pay for it. So it's like, Hey, I've got the iPhone seven. It's in good, great, poor condition. And it kind of defines what those are. And you tell, you know, how big uh, is the hard drive in it? Like what color is it? And, you know, answer like less than five questions. And it's like, cool, we'll give you this much money for it. Hmm. And what's nice about it is that that quote is good for 30 days. So something that people in my world often do is do that like right about now, like this time of year. And you get a quote for the phone that in a week and a half will now be the old phone and those prices will drop. But the quote you locked in, you know, today is still valid for those 30 days. So a lot of it, but you don't have to do it. So like, yeah. uh, if you go lock it in and the new phone comes out and you're like, Oh, I'll just keep my old one. Then you're like, you know, no harm, no foul. Ah. So a lot of folks will go and use like gazelle, lock in the quote, get ready for the release, see the new phone. If you want it, great. If you don't like, you don't have to do anything. And, and so then if you accept the quote, they, um, you can mail it to them or they'll even mail you a box for it. And so you just, uh, what? it's got directions for like erasing the phone, you know, so that you, you're not, Oh my gosh, you're blowing my mind right now. Why have I sat on this for so long? Like they've got super locked down. Um, it's been like a year and I haven't sold these. I've just been sitting. So I'm sure I could have gotten way more money at the beginning. It's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so you erase it, you put it in the box. It's got all the padded stuff, like, you know, to keep it safe and the, the, uh, label already printed and you mail it to them. They get it. You get emailed. It's like, yep, got it. It is what you said it was like, here's your money, you know? Um, and I think it's one of those things where they can deposit cash or you get a little bit more if you get Amazon credit or, you know, you know, one of those kind of deals. Um, and so it's worked really well for us in the past. I, I often will think, you know, and just f- for the sake of transparency, I sometimes feel like I can get a little bit more money for the phone if I sell it private party, like, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to go meet the stranger in the dark alley to exchange huge amounts of cash. You know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> You're picking weird meeting locations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, actually, it's super tangent, but um, our police department in Chattanooga has a 24-7 video monitored place like out in front of one of their You're kidding. Like, uh, police stations where you can meet people to exchange stuff. Which that is great. Yeah. So like if you're gonna do that, like you know, yeah. that's unless it's drugs. Unless yeah. you're selling drugs. Uh-huh. Do not yeah. do it there. Or, uh, you know, bootleg DVDs or uh, <laughs> one uh, trench coat full of <laughs> Rolex, Rolex watches. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, besides going to meet people, I'll like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll throw it up on Facebook and if a friend wants to buy it, great. And then yeah. save the trouble. Um, uh, but I've, I've run into a couple situations where I've sold it to a friend and like, Six months, eight months later, there's a problem with the phone. Oh. And they're kind of frustrated with me. And I'm like, yeah, it was a two-year-old phone. And yeah. like, there's no, you know, there's no warranty with it. Like, I, yeah. I, I didn't know it was, you know, it was fine when I sold it to you. It's been almost a year. You know, I feel guilty. They're kind of frustrated with me. And and there's something, I, I've just learned going through that process a few times. That there's something to be said for like, just like the separation of like, yeah, the arm's length transaction. Yeah. It's gone. Like it's not tied to me anymore. Yeah. Great. You know? So anyways, for, for those reasons, um, gazelle, gazelle has been, has been a really good option. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to do that as soon as we hang up. Yeah. You should do that and report back as a first time user and, and tell us how it goes. Will do. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about the Apple event, and I'll probably do all of this right. Um, go through this whole process myself, and it should be fun. And I always like getting the new devices and getting to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as we've talked a lot about computers, um, do you have accessories like sitting in and around your desk that like that make things easier for you? Yeah. So, um, you're going to think this is so crazy, but I have one of those real old school, like polycom phones with a cord. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, it came for free with the app that, <laughs> that I use that, um, has my work number on it. So I use like ring central or whatever. And that it, they're like, here's a phone They're It's as though people don't want them and they're just giving them away. <laughs> But it's kind of nice. I don't know. There's something about just picking up the phone and putting it to your ear. It's just like yeah. when it's not your cell phone, it's kind of um, feels more official. And so I, I have that. When you're doing hardcore negotiation, you need to hang up on somebody. It's, it's yeah. a, lot, a lot better you, than just hitting end. Exactly. You need the like emotional release, <laughs> just like handing that thing into the cradle. Um, yeah. So I use that. And then I use um, a uh, mouse. Uh, with a USB. So I have one at home and I have one at the office and then I spent a wired mouse. No, it's like uh, you plug in the little USB thing. Okay. And then, but I should use a wired mouse because I'm always losing those stupid things. that go yeah. with the USB. And so I leave them right next to the little mouse, like, all right, next time. But um, I've gotten through a handful of them. So they're wireless and it's nice. And then I, I use a lot of pressure uh, pads for like, um, you know, my hands and ergonomics sake. Oh, yeah. I had a case back when I was a malpractice litigator where somebody got bursitis from their elbow, like leaning their elbow on something, and it resulted in this horrible infection, and they almost lost their arm. So um, now I use, like, everything's just, like, covered in those pressure-relieving foam things. Just that doesn't happen. Um, that's so funny. Thanks for asking. I'm sure that's what you were asking for. I, I think there's a Andy Griffith episode where an old lady on the show gets bursitis. And I, 
I honest to goodness didn't real. I thought that was a made up, like, like some sort of old country thing. Mayberry only. <laughs> uh huh. Nah, it's real. Totally Googling the, the show. The silent killer of bursitis. <laughs> oh, I think I found a clip. Okay. I'm def, I'm definitely including this in the show notes. Um, yeah. So, okay. That's interesting. One, um, I'm pretty sure those USB mice have a little place like on the underside of them where you can. They do. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. I could put the little thing back in the mouse and then it would uh-huh. be easier, but sometimes I don't. Fair enough. Um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, are you particular about keyboard and mouse stuff like do you have like your go-to mouse that if it died you'd have to find one of those to replace it with no not at all i used to i used to have a real thing like honestly the ergonomic stuff is all stuff from when i was working like 12 hours a day and all of me hurt fair enough enough. so now i'm just like i mean i can use the i can use anything because it's you know you're you're functionally working a lot fewer hours with a lot more spaces in between doing other stuff yeah um, you mentioned your phone work phone situation. I thought that was interesting. So I'm guessing your, um, your, your rotary phone that you have on your desk, <laughs> um, plugs into like an ethernet jack on the wall, which means, yeah. um, that's how it connects to the internet. Do you have access to that on your phone too? Or is it just, yeah. it solely rings your desk? That would be awful. No. Um, it, it re- so it's kind of like terrifying when somebody calls me because my my computer's picking it up, my cell phone is picking mm-hmm. it up, and then the actual like cord phone is ringing. It's a real emergency. Um, so uh, yeah, I have it's an app, and then I need that actually um, for a couple of reasons. It's good to have a different phone number for your work than your your personal life if if you or a person who's an attorney, especially, and if you get um, phone calls, especially. But for me, my cell phone number has been the same since I was 18, but it's an Oklahoma area code. And so it'd be weird. And if I was calling people, I have to like explain that a little bit. So I'm able to get a Denver area code by having the app, um, which is worth, you know, the the $12 a month or whatever. Sure. Um, there's also the reality that um, you and your husband have that song that you sing in your voicemail message on your personal cell phone. That it's true. It's just right. <laughs> Stop it. We know. I... <laughs> just kidding. That would be terrible. That would be awful. Yeah. This is Sarah and Walker's phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I use Google Voice for that. Um, same thing. So I have a I have a work number. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a desk phone. It just rings my cell phone. But um, like on my website and other places, that's the that's the office line. Uh, if I sign up for some sort of software where I know their salespeople are going to start calling me, yeah, they get that number. Um, and it's worked out pretty well. And that that you know voicemail message is a lot more customer service focused than my personal voicemail message, which is like, Hey, please don't leave me a voicemail. Just text me or email me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that kind of stuff is, um, that separation I'll echo that is really nice. And, and Google voice doesn't have nearly as nearly the features of what you're describing, uh, but it's free. So uh, it gives me a a local number and, uh, some separation, which is really nice. Does it like, this is insane, but do you remember, um, uh, caller ID. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why is that not a thing? Like, why when somebody I don't know is calling me on my phone, why is it like, here's a number, good luck? Like, why can't I- if that technology? Yeah, if that technology existed in the '90s, like, why can't Siri and her internet tell me uh-huh. who's calling? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because sometimes if it's a if you use the Apple Mail app, sometimes it can look find that number in your in your email. Yeah. And it'll say like, maybe this person. Yeah, yeah totally. But yeah. like, there's like huge databases of, right. Of user information. You think you could uh, tap into? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a great question. I think that's very irritating because answering the phone when you don't know who it is, when you're a lawyer is such a trip. Yeah. It's like Russian roulette. <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. Uh, I'm not sure. I never answered the phone. Well, True. I hardly answer the phone period, but when it's a number I don't recognize, I definitely don't. Um, yeah. So I've never really thought through it that much. But 
Um, well, I've got a couple other things I'll mention that are super helpful to me as well. Um, one of which is a scanner. Um, I have a, oh, yeah. a scan snap IX 500 scanner. Um, and it is super great. Like I use it with my, you know, try to be as paperless as possible thing. It sits on like a, what do you call that? A credenza in our, in our office. And don't act like you don't know where the, the word credenza it is. That it rolled is it? off your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> is it really a credenza? Yeah. That, that felt like all the makings of a word I just used completely incorrectly. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, Yes. Uh, so anyways, we, it sits over there. And so when mail comes in, any kind of paperwork, like whatever, first thing we do is, is scan it. And, and that was, that's another, uh, unintended, uh, nice consequence of having a desktop is that we have a computer that's quote unquote always on, you know? Oh yeah. And so, um, there's something that is available to receive the scans. And so, yeah. uh, we kind of have a workflow for, uh, my wife and I, for what we do with mail and making sure bills get paid and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I've kind of ad- adopted that too for, for work stuff. When I occasionally get, um, hard paper, I, uh, go and stick that in there and get that scanned and shred it. So, yeah. um, that's like a big one as far as, uh, workflows for me. I have a, I have a scan snap also. And I, I know that that's an independent, I probably got it off the wire cutter. Like, oh uh, yeah. Recommendation. So. Yeah. It's an S one 300 something. Okay. But yeah, it, it works uh, all the time and it, it, it just different sizes. So you can like throw in a um, little, like a check or something. And it'll scan it really easily. Yeah. And it kind of knows that it's a different size and like treats yeah. it differently in the software too, which is super nice. And it's, it's like the size of a, like a legal envelope like tall and wide. So it's really little, which is nice. Oh yeah. Is is it the mobile one? The one that you have? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> is yours bigger? <laughs> yeah. Mine's like a sits on your desktop kind of thing. Hmm. Um, which what's the n- name, the number for yours? S one 300 I. Is that right? Uh, yep. Yes. Found it. I'm going to look at it. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so we had, I think we had one of these before the one that we have now. Yeah. We like, uh, liked it so much. We got the bigger, heavier, dutier one. Oh yeah. Um, with the intentions, we actually have a filing cabinet full of like all the important papers. Yeah. And I was going to scan all of those in, in my free time. And of course, and you've as, done that. <laughs> as fun as that sounds, uh, haven't prioritized that as much sure. as I should yeah. have. So, um, that's like a perfect task rabbit thing for, um, somebody who, will later steal your identity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's one of those. And a lot of it like, isn't just scanning. It's like, Hey, is this, do I need to keep this? Yeah. Like, what, what's the, how many years of old tax returns do you totally. need kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit more thought and bandwidth that goes into it, which sucks, but yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a huge one for us. And I'll also mention, um, uh, we have a Sonos spe- uh, speaker in our office Yeah, and it gets used all the time. Um, I have a set of headphones, like, uh, actually really, like pretty nice Bose headphones that I used all the time in open office world mm-hmm. where people would constantly be uh, interrupting me with stories of their, um, you know, CrossFit conquests or whatever. I love how like antisocial you are. <laughs> I was always the one interrupting everyone. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So because of Sarah's in the office, I, uh, um, had those and, and, you know, it was great for keeping me focused and trying to keep interrupters away. But now that, um, I don't have that as much, I still put them on occasionally when my wife's on the phone or something, but we kind of keep the scan snap running and it's like on the other side of the room. So like there's you mean the, the music, uh, the, the, uh, Oh the yeah. Sonos. Sonos. I'm yeah. sorry. I said scan snap. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we keep the Sonos going. It's kind of on the far end of the room. So like there's noise, but it's not like in your face. It's just kind of in the background. And, um, I find that awesome. Like I would be yeah. super bummed to lose that. Um, it's been great. Yeah, I told you about my record player for that issue. That's what keeps yeah. me from having an embolus <laughs> from all the sitting. <laughs> it's getting up every time the record needs to be turned over. And my friend just got me the um, the record uh, with the song, If You've Got the Money, I've Got the Time. Oh, uh, yeah. 
um, which is really, it's a nice Willie Nelson edition that uh, really speaks to my practice. (laughs) (laughs) Subliminal messages. That's how you get people to do what you want. Yeah. (laughs) Next on Geraldo. Yeah. So those are awesome. I'm I'm trying to think of uh, one other luxury that uh, this is going to sound super dumb, but I've always in an Apple world, you can, you can do the trackpad. You can do the magic mouse, I think is what they call it. And I've always done the trackpad because that's been my preference. But oftentimes when I'm doing Mm -hmm. monotonous tasks where I have to click a lot, Mm -hmm. I've always thought, God, it'd be really nice to just have like a mouse, Yeah, you know? Uh, when I'm just like, click this box, click this box, click this box, click, you know, it's like yeah. doing that on a trackpad is not as easy, but like all the other gestures and stuff are great for trackpad. And so when I, when I got this iMac, I, I kind of splurged and got in addition to the trackpad that came with it also upgraded to include, um, the magic mouse too. And I mean, I probably use it like maybe 15% of the time, wow. but when I need it, it's like so nice to be able to just click and do it and not have to. Um, you know, start hitting the trackpad really hard because you feel like you need to make it click, you know, and yeah, uh, doing the whole thing. So that part has been uh, wonderful. That's awesome. The one other thing I'll mention is I do have these stands that I keep on my desk that I put my um, iPad and iPhone in where uh, the bottom of the stand kind of looks like the bottom of the iMac, which I love. And then the top of it is just like a cradle for your phone hmm. um, so that my my phone is sitting up off the desk, I can see it, you know, if, if I'm getting notifications on it, like I'm able to, um, see it. And those have been, I bought them kind of thinking it was a frivolous expense and I've really, really enjoyed them. I, I think I've had them for probably, I don't know, probably eight or nine years. Uh, they've been great. So, um, they're, they're a fan favorite as well. That's awesome. I want that. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Put it in the show notes. We have show notes. We do have show notes uh, with links to all of these things. If you're curious about any of them, uh, if you've got questions, if you've considered any of these, hit us up at unfederated.studio uh, and let us know that. I'm happy to answer them, but um, yeah, a uh, lot of cool stuff that helps us, uh, helps me at least stay a little bit more uh, productive and a little more comfortable during the day. Yes. Well, that's awesome. So um, follow us, review us, send us your comments. Mm-hmm. All those things. All right, Sarah, good chatting. All right, you too, brother. Have a good week. All right, you do the same.